Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, hey, welcome to today's show. I can totally remember back to those early days of running my Etsy shop when I had no idea what I was doing. There were so many lessons for me to learn, processes to perfect, strategies to implement. So just know, if you are only just getting started, or maybe you've been going for a little bit and it's not working out how you thought, I have been there. I know what it feels like, and I'm going to help you out. (laughs) You know, actually, a great story to start out with today is from even just before I opened my Etsy shop. And if you want to hear the whole story, just go back to episode one of this podcast, which I will link down in the show notes, and I'll give you the whole story. But this part is a piece I haven't shared before. So if you don't know um, of the story, before I opened my Etsy shop, I was a social media manager and consultant, and I was a blogger. And just before my first daughter, Lorelai, was born, my husband and I, being the little DIY family that we were, slash R, (laughs) we made a couple of sweet reclaimed wood nursery signs. And I just shared about them on my blog, on my Facebook. Well, they caught quite a bit of attention. And people were asking if we could make more and sell them. So before I launched my Etsy shop, I actually tried to sell my signs directly from my WordPress website. And it was a disaster. It was so much work to manage that part of the site and the listings and the plugins. And I had to draw up all my own business. So my blog and social media became way more about signs then because I was trying to sell them instead of the writing that I love to do. And most of my blog visitors were really there to read, not shop for signs. So I wasn't selling much and it it didn't really seem worth it. Well, as soon as I moved it all over to Etsy and directed my customers there, my life got so much easier. It was well worth the fees, by the way, which I think are very reasonable to enjoy the benefits of a marketplace like Etsy. So there's a mini lesson for you. Yes, Etsy is worth it. Down the road, if you learn more about marketing and create a solid customer base, it might make sense for you to either add or migrate to your own website store, but I don't recommend it for a beginner. You're just adding exponential work to your plate. That was a bonus I threw in for fun, but today's podcast is all about the five things I wish I had known before opening my Etsy shop so that hopefully I can help you get ahead and have the success you want faster than I did. Number one. I wish I had known the exact words that my perfect customer would use to describe my product. Yeah, so 
Etsy works as a search engine, just like Google or Pinterest. Whatever the user types in the search bar is what Etsy is going to show them. So what you need to do is figure out exactly what they would type and use those words in your listing title, also in your product description and your product tags. When I first got started, I didn't really understand this or have a really good foundation in SEO, which is short for search engine optimization. So I just use the words that I, I, Lizzie, would use to describe my product. And sometimes it worked. In that case, mostly because I would type out the phrase from the sign that I was selling. And lots of shoppers did use that method to find a sign, you know, like, they would type in, today is a good day for a good day. And that was a a sign that I sold. And in my listing title, I'd have that spelled out. But sometimes my idea of what a customer would say or how they would describe my product didn't work at all. Um, But when I started researching keywords and figuring out what my customer would type, my sales went way up. This would be a great skill to master before you open your Etsy shop or or maybe just even in those early days of getting started. I don't want to slow you down from starting. This podcast is brought to you by my very own website, howtosellyourstuff.com, where I have created lots of free and paid tools to help you be successful with your new Etsy shop. As I've developed this business, I've really focused on thinking back to my early days of trying to figure Etsy out, and I brainstormed a list of the things that would have helped me make more sales earlier. And everything I'm creating over there is expressly to make sure that you can get there faster than I did. Two of my courses, Listings That Sell and Customer Service Templates, are perfect resources for that fledgling Etsy seller. Listings That Sell will teach you how to position your products for sales by setting up your listings with the best photos, keywords, and branding to attract your perfect customer. I'm showing you how research is your secret weapon for getting your product seen and sold, and I'm giving you my step-by-step process for how I personally research as a strategy in my own shop. Customer service is way more critical to sales than most shop owners realize. So in my mini e-course, Customer Service Templates, I'm teaching you my exact customer service strategy and providing you with templates of my specific wording for over 20 different customer service scenarios, including some of the hardest ones. You don't have to go figure out what to say and how to say it. I've already done that for you. One of the main keys to being a successful business owner is working harder on yourself than anything else. So go grab these courses and get yourself on the fast track to your Etsy shop goals. I can't wait to watch you do it. Number two, I wish I'd known how expensive shipping is and how to curb some of that expense. If you haven't encountered this yourself just yet, (laughs) shipping is an extremely expensive part of selling a physical product. It costs time and money. And ours was exponential because (laughs) we sell a big product. So bigger boxes, more expensive shipping. In order to ship your products, you have to pay for like ideally attractive packaging that will also get your item to the customer safely. You're going to pay for boxes or envelopes, labels, ink, printer ink, tape, and postage. You might choose to invest in one of those special printers that just prints labels, which is a great investment, by the way. It all adds up really quick. (laughs) And in today's world, most shoppers don't want to pay for shipping. They prefer to see that free shipping badge when they're buying online. But 
hello, the seller still has to cover the cost of shipping that product, so it needs to be built into the price. And this can get tricky and eat into your profits depending on how your competitors are pricing their products. If I had this to do again, I'd probably pick a smaller, lighter product. (laughs) So word to the wise if you're still looking. I personally sell large signs that are painted so I can make more money for each piece that I sell, but shipping gets even more expensive and touchy when you're dealing with like a heavier dimensional weight, which is how large a package is in relation to its weight. And I will say Etsy negotiates some wonderful discounted rates when you ship using their platform. I do recommend that. I do it. It really streamlines the process. When I first opened my shop, I didn't realize this, and I was just copying and pasting my customers' addresses into USPS.com, and it was exhausting. So it does save money and time to use their shipping feature. And the last thing I'll mention here is boxes. Since we sell a large product that is fragile, boxes were a big deal for us. The the better fitting your boxes around your product, by the way, the less breakage you're going to experience. Back when we added large above-bed style signs to our shop... (laughs) I'm thinking back to this. My husband was using cardboard boxes we literally bought from Walmart, and he was constructing a custom box for each sign. Like, use an X-Acto knife, cutting these boxes, like using two boxes for per sign, piecing them together. The sign, to, so you can imagine it, the sign was 45 by 21 inches and about 10 pounds. This is not a cheap thing to to ship or package. Once he had a system down for, for making these boxes, he got proficient at building them. Wait for it. It would take him, proficiently, 45 minutes (laughs) to box one large sign like that. It was insane. That first Christmas season we did those, uh, holy moly, he'd easily be boxing until 1 a.m. because they took so long. But we weren't able to find an existing box that would work from Uline or any of the other manufacturers. Like They had some options available, but they... Their dimensions were much deeper than what we would need, which would mean our shipping would go through the roof because of the dimensional weight factor. Like the bigger you get mm -mm, and the heavier you get. So it it was not working. So finally, we found a local company um, who would make custom boxes just right for our signs. That took an investment because you have to buy, you know, well over 100 boxes to get the cost to where it makes sense per box. But this was so worth it in the long run for both time and money. Highly recommend that, especially if you have a unique thing you're shipping. Number three, I wish I would have known up front how far Etsy could take me because I would have started so much sooner. Like truly, if you told me back in 2014, Lizzie, open an Etsy shop, you'll have a full-time income within a year. I, I don't think I would have believed that. I really didn't think I was artistic enough. And my concept of Etsy had me convinced that I was way too amateur. So anyone struggling with imposter syndrome out there, hello. Raise your hand. That me too. Um, really, the reality is that once I did launch, I started slow because I was creative, even though I wasn't super artistic. That helped. And as I went along, I got better and better. My processes improved, my skill improved, and my product improved. I just was not expecting the success that the platform brought me. Like Etsy can be extremely lucrative. Um, I had no idea I could make a full time income selling signs. Like literally, I I turn the shop off and put it on vacation so I don't have to paint more signs. I, it's like too much for me to get done. So it's it's amazing. Um, I initially thought I'd make a couple hundred dollars a month, not this wonderful full-time income. So consider that. I'd recommend starting sooner rather than later. There's no telling where you could be in as little as six months. Number four, I wish I'd known the value of running Etsy ads in my first year. 
Okay, so if you're multitasking, if your attention drifted away, come back to me here. <laughs> this one was huge for me, so I want you to hear it. I can't quite remember, but it took me at least a year to try Etsy ads, and I wish I had turned them on as soon as I started making any sales. Like Etsy ads obviously do cost money, but Etsy has some great safeguards built in there to protect you from overspending on ads. As a rule of thumb, a business should spend approximately 20% of their gross earnings on advertising. That's why I would wait until you start making a few sales so that then you can reinvest some of what you earn it back into your business. Once I turned on Etsy ads and they were running for a few weeks, wow, uh, did I see a jump in my sales. It, like, it varies about month to month, but approximately half of my sales to this day do come from Etsy ads. The most important thing to know here is that the ads only work if your keywording, your SEO is on point. Your listing titles, descriptions, and product tags have to have the same words in them that a perfect customer would use to search for your product. If they don't, ads aren't going to do anything for you. So if you need help with this, I would definitely encourage you to consider my course, Listings That Sell, where I will show you exactly how to do this. You don't have to figure it out. I'll show you. Number five. I wish that I'd known, oh my gosh, this is so important. I wish that I'd known I could learn as I go. I thought I needed to have so much figured out before I just got started. So shout out to all my fellow perfectionists. While part of my Etsy story definitely includes hacking all of this together with our hand cut stencils and patchwork shipping boxes, I definitely hesitated a lot up front and felt like things had to be perfect so I could hit the ground running when I launched. In truth, it's actually easier to start with slower sales and then ramp up. You don't have to figure it all out before you go live. You work out the kinks as you go, hopefully before you're slammed. A slower start gives you time to figure out your processes. I can't reiterate it enough. So much of what makes an Etsy seller successful is developed with time and experience. So you actually can't plan for everything that's going to happen anyway. Every path is a bit different. I mean, in order to launch, you do have to have a quality product that people want to buy. Like, that's a given. But as you build confidence, you can always sell your products at a bit lower of a rate than your seasoned competitors. You could try a craft show. That got me a lot of feedback in my early days. You can practice by making a bunch of your products and, and use what you make as gifts if they're not quite up to snuff. The bottom line is, get started. You can't get better until you do. So there you have it. With five things I personally wish I knew before opening my Etsy shop. One, I wish I'd known more about SEO and what words and phrases my perfect customer would use to describe my product. Two, how expensive shipping would be and how to curb some of that. Three, how far Etsy could take me because I would have started a lot sooner. Four, the value of Etsy ads to help me sell a lot more. And five, that I could learn as I go. I would love to hear from you too. What do you wish you knew in order to launch your Etsy shop? Connect with me over on Instagram at how to sell your stuff. I can't wait to answer your questions and hear about your vision. Have a great one. And that's a wrap on this episode of how to sell your stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. 
From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.